It's an audio overload Friday. Catch up on what you won't hear anywhere else on today's Doc Washburn Show. Welcome to the Voice of the Resistance with Doc Washburn. We're the show that pushes back against the Uniparty and lets you in on the news that traditional talk radio is all too often afraid to talk about. This is episode 345 of the all-new Doc Washburn Show for Friday, February 17th, 2023. Now, just so you understand where I'm coming from, I was fired by one of the biggest radio companies in America, Cumulus Media, simply because I refused their vaccine mandate. More evidence comes out all the time that a lot of people are having serious negative reactions to the vaccines. Also, I will never call Joe Biden president because it's obvious the last U.S. presidential election was stolen. I will never pretend a man can become a woman, and I will never forget about the January 6th political prisoners most Republican politicians refuse to even mention. And August 8th, 2022, the day the Biden regime's secret police conducted an unprecedented and unconstitutional raid on the home of a former president of the United States is a day that shall live in infamy. So this is a really different kind of talk show. We're unmasked, uncensored, and unfiltered. If you'd like to support what we do, go to our website, docwashburn.com, and click on the button that says Become a Patron. Also, please remember to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss an episode. And make sure you check out our new conservative sports podcast, Red Pill Sports, with my friend Donnie Copeland. It drops Tuesday evenings at 11 p.m. Central. Okay, let me start off with a special announcement about the future of the Doc Washburn Show. 16 months into this, we've come to terms with the idea that podcast fans want to be able to watch a video presentation of the podcast. I certainly have experience performing in front of a camera, and my business partners and I agree we need to make the transition to video as soon as possible. By the grace of God, we have been able to acquire top-of-the-line video equipment, and it is installed. Now, all we need is to bring in a couple of interns to help with video production, research, editing, and social media outreach. If you know a young person who is conservative and is trying to break into television, this would be the perfect opportunity to show what he can do. Have him or her contact us at our email address, contact at docwashburnshow.com. Okay, a lot of sound bites today. It's an audio overload Friday. I want to follow up. I have searched and searched, and the best compendium of information, of updates I can find on the environmental disaster that started with a train derailment in East Palestine, Ohio, and is spreading out, is Kanakoa the Great over on Substack. He has been following this, and we had a lot of what he's been able to put together, coverage from all kinds of different places, television stations in the area, Youngstown, Ohio, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And he has updated, and he's got some more. We've got, uh, now this was interesting. This was actually a television report from a station in Augusta, Georgia, WRDW-TV, all the way down in Augusta, Georgia, about what's going on with a Norfolk Southern train derailment and the environmental catastrophe After that, way up in East Palestine, Ohio, which is extreme eastern Ohio. It's right on the uh, Pennsylvania 
state line. Norfolk Southern has hired a contractor now to assess the possible environmental damage and the health risk. Senior investigative reporter Liz Owens found the contractor is no stranger to our area. Yeah, and the name sounds like a government agency, the Center for Toxicology and Environmental Hazard, but CTEH is a for-profit company hired by other companies to provide a community risk assessment after a disaster. It feels like really bad deja vu, a train derailment, chemicals billowing into the air. It happens on the 14-year anniversary of Graniteville, where another Norfolk Southern train derailed. In both crashes, the carrier hires CTEH to work with federal agents and to report possible environmental and health concerns to the community. CTEH handled this 2012 derailment in Kentucky, too. According to this lawsuit, CTEH told cleanup crews the area was safe to begin work. There was a gas explosion and two workers were hurt and they sued. In 2010, Congresswoman Lois Capps asked BP not to employ CTEH to handle cleanups in the Gulf because of past incidents of tainted results. She wrote, CTEH has a history of being hired by companies accused of harming public health and releasing findings defending the corporate interests that employ them. Now, interesting, the 14th year anniversary of a Norfolk Southern incident in Graniteville. And, of course, people outside the Augusta television market are going, mm, okay, Graniteville, where, where's that? What, what's that about? Graniteville, South Carolina is between Augusta, and Georgia, and, and Aiken, South Carolina. So it's right there in the... Uh, Augusta metro area, and people in that area are going to be uh, very well aware of that. So that's why you got an Augusta television station all of a sudden showing a keen interest in the Norfolk Southern situation way up in East Palestine, Ohio, and they're kind of like, hey, 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 deja vu all over again. You know, it's kind of like uh, I've, I've heard that song before. Okay, uh, another one that uh, Kanakoa the Great put together, we have an update from News Nation, which is a big, relatively new uh, nationwide news network, which a lot of people are watching on the uh, the superstation WGN out of Chicago. And one of their reporters um, a few days ago was arrested, arrested by local law enforcement in Ohio, when he was trying to uh, cover the story. And this was the water they pulled from around their property after the chemical release. Last week, Caitlin says that Norfolk Southern, the company that operated the train, came to the door to test for toxins in their home. But before they could, they would need to sign this document. We were told that they were an independent testing agency. Before they could enter the premises, they handed us a contract. Um, the contract was essentially you know, to um, be able to get onto the property, uh, but also at the bottom was a hold harmless agreement. It states that upon signature, the landowner agrees to hold harmless the company for any and all legal claims, personal injury, or property damage. She refused to sign. So if I get this straight, Norfolk Southern essentially asked you to sign a hold harmless agreement in exchange for testing? Correct. And you did not sign? Correct. Would they give you the, the paper? They did not give us the paper. I asked if I could take a physical picture with my cell phone of the paper, and I did. 
Ohio Senator J.D. Vance is outraged. We, we, we contacted Norfolk Southern right away, and the answer that they gave us, not joking, was that was an accidental indemnification agreement. We didn't mean to give her that one. We gave her the wrong one. Okay? Come on. Come on, indeed. Come on, indeed. Yeah, I don't think anybody's buying that. I'm not buying it. Are you buying it? I didn't think so. I didn't think so. It's uh, it's insane. J.D. Vance is United States Senator from Ohio, just recently took office in early January. He was just elected in November, took office in early January. Rob Portman was uh, re- re- uh, retiring. And so J.D. Vance got the uh, got elected to take his place. He decided to go down to a creek in East Palestine, Ohio, and drag a uh, a stick across the creek bed, very shallow water. And um, what happened as a result was not good. Hey guys, so I'm here at Leslie Run and there's dead worms and dead fish all throughout this water. So, something I just discovered is that if you scrape the creek bed, it's like chemical is coming out of the ground. Can, can, you, show, can you come here? And, and let me just show this to people. I don't know if you're going to see this on the camera, but watch this. Just see that chemical pop out of the creek. This is disgusting. And the fact that we have not cleaned up the, the, the train crash, the fact that these chemicals are still seeping in the ground is an insult to the people who live in East Palestine. Do not forget these people. We've got to keep applying pressure. That's how we're going to fix this problem. Thank you. Man. That's rough. So he drags the, um, the stick across the creek bed and all kinds of rainbow-colored fluid comes up out of what is supposed to be a clear-running, clear-water creek. Yeah, that's not good. So J.D. Vance has a challenge to the administrator of the Environmental Protection Agency, who as far as we could tell, has not been anywhere near East Palestine, Ohio. You know, it reminds me of that scene in Aaron Brockovich where she puts the, the water in front of them and says, if you think it's clean, we brought this water from, uh, you know, the, the, the community that was affected. Uh, look, I, I think that if the EPA administrator wants to stand here and tell people that the tap water is safe, by all means, uh, they should be willing to drink it. Are you? Can you believe a journalist was at, would ask a question that stupid? J.D. Vance is not the guy saying it's okay to drink the water. Oh, are you going to drink it? <laughs> uh, no, I just told, uh, I told Tom, I think that uh, if I was living here, uh, I would drink the bottled water for now, better safe than sorry, especially since it's being provided for free. Uh, that's the guidance I would give. But again, you know, residents are going to make their own decisions on this, but my honest personal advice is I'd be drinking the bottled water right now. Yeah, I mean, ask me a question stupider than that. Oh, sorry, you can't think of one. I mean, that uh, that just took the cake. So, a resident of East Palestine, Ohio, named Kaylee Ward, 
was being interviewed on Newsmax. Um, can you talk to us about this? We watched this story from a national lens, if you will. But if you talk to residents in that area in eastern Ohio, in East Palestine, they they account something a, a lot different. You hear from the federal government that things are safe, that the EPA says it's safe, you can go home. Is that true? You know, that's what they say and that's what they tell us. But whenever you're living here and you're seeing everything for yourself, it's just it, you just can't believe it from what you're seeing. There's dead animals. There's dead fish from going back to my home to retrieve items that we've experienced. Bloody noses, throwing up, burning noses, burning eyes like nausea, drowsiness. And it's just whenever you experience these things yourself, it does not feel safe like at all of course not of course not yeah it's uh it's really outrageous what's going on and by the way joe biden's fema federal emergency management agency has um declined ohio's request for assistance now, I wonder why that is. You know, ordinarily, you don't want to be cynical, but this is Biden you're dealing with, and he's a bad guy. Could it be because that area overwhelmingly voted for Donald Trump? Sure it could. I mean, why wouldn't that be the reason? I mean, we are talking about Joseph Robinette Biden, right? That's That's what I thought. Did you hear... What he called the um, new governor of Maryland, who happens to be black. And you got a hell of a new governor in Westmore, I tell you. He's the real deal, and the boy looks like he can still play. <laughs> he got some guns on him. He calls a black man a boy. The boy looks like he can still play. Hmm. See, but that's okay. That's okay because Joe has a D by his name. So he can be just as racist as he wants to be. Like when he was running for president and the um, the DJ in New York City said, we need you to come visit us, uh, VP Biden. We got some questions. And, and Joe took umbrage. He was offended. He said, well, if you can't figure out whether you're going to support me or support Trump, then you ain't black. That's racist. I mean, that's who you're dealing with here. But that's all right. That's all right. Because he's got a D by his name. And everybody, everybody is in the tank for the racist resident of the Oval Office. Nobody's going to call him to account. So, speaking of Biden, they've been shooting stuff down out of the sky, right? But they knew about the Chinese spy satellite, right? They have now admitted, I can't remember if it's to CBS or NBC News, that they were watching it as it left China. So they watched it for at least a week before it got anywhere near Alaska, right? Then they let it go across Alaska into Canada, 
entered the U.S. at Idaho, was over Montana, and people started noticing it with the naked eye and started contacting the government. I guess they weren't going to say anything about it. And they let it go across all these nuclear installations, all these military bases and everything. Didn't shoot it down until it got from Idaho all the way to South Carolina and then over the Atlantic Ocean, and then they shot it down. And they got a lot of criticism criticism for that. I mean, they even got criticism from Democrats. Well, now we can't have that, can we? So all of a sudden, Biden gets trigger happy and has his uh, military start shooting down all kinds of things. But come to find out, it looks like the the next three things they shot down probably don't have anything to do with China. They're reporting to me daily and will continue their urgent efforts to do so, and I will communicate that to the Congress. We don't yet know exactly what these three objects were. But nothing, nothing right now suggests they were related to China's spy balloon program or that they were surveillance vehicles from other any other country. The intelligence community's current assessment is that these three objects were most likely balloons tied to private companies, recreation, or research institutions studying weather or conducting other scientific research. So they're shooting down weather balloons, basically. I mean... Come on, man. Give me a break. It's it's just it's it's getting ridiculous. I mean, what? Oh, and by the way, by the way, uh, Biden's doctor gives him a clean bill of health. You know, he, he's a, a vibrant, vigorous, eighty-year-old. Clean bill of health. No cognitive test. Gee, I wonder why. I wonder why. I mean, you just, you never know what this guy's going to say next. And by the way, you know, I sit on the stand. Oh, no. And it get hot. I got a lot of, I got hairy legs. No, wait. That turn, that, 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 that turn uh, um, blonde in the sun. Hold it. Whoa. And the kids used to come up and reach in the pool and rub my leg down. Oh, no. So it was straight and then watch the hair come back up again. They look at it. So I learned about roaches. I learned about kids jumping on my lap. Roaches? And I've loved kids jumping on my lap. I told you he's a racist. Roaches? What does that have to do with anything? Incredible. Just incredible. Yeah, it is. um, It's definitely an audio overload Friday. And we've got a lot of audio clips coming up about a lot of different things. And I'm delighted to be the one who gets to share them with you. So look, if you've tried to buy a car recently, you realize there's such a chip shortage, you may have a hard time finding what you're looking for. People I know have actually bought vehicles from hundreds of miles away from where they live. That's where Red River Auto comes in. Red River Auto is a big old car dealership in the middle of the USA that believes in freedom, including the freedom to buy a car 
truck, van, or SUV the way you want to. You can buy a line, they'll drive it to you no matter where you are. Red River Auto wants to make your car buying experience as easy and transparent as possible. Red River Auto Group has perfected the online buying process. Just go to redriverauto.com, pick from hundreds of new and used vehicles. You can purchase your vehicle online if you have any questions. One of Red River's trained experts will help you through the whole process. Red River Auto makes car buying online easy. Your whole car buying process is completely transparent. If you want to buy a car, truck, van, or SUV, order online from the nationwide car dealer that believes in freedom, the dealer that will deliver your vehicle to your front door, no matter where you live in the continental U.S., redriverauto.com. You will be glad you did. Always an honor to let you know about the best-kept secret in American healthcare. Are you having problems with sinuses and allergies? Are you experiencing dizziness, vertigo? How about problems with your blood sugar? psoriasis, eczema, fibromyalgia, even migraines. The Arkansas Upper Cervical Center might be able to help you, even if you don't live in Arkansas. Let me tell you how. Your skull weighs anywhere from 8 to 15 pounds. It rests on the top bone of your spinal column, the atlas, or C1, which only weighs 2 ounces. So it's really easy for your atlas to get out of alignment. If it does, your whole spinal column can get kinked up like a chain. When that happens, your central nervous system isn't able to communicate with the rest of your body as it's designed to do. Now, I had severe hay fever for five or six weeks every spring all my life. When I got my atlas adjusted, the hay fever went away, and it has never come back. My migraines went away too, gone for good. Again, if you're suffering from sinus conditions, allergy, vertigo, dizziness, problems with your blood sugar, fibromyalgia, eczema, psoriasis, even migraines, do yourself a favor. Call my friends at Arkansas Upper Cervical Center, 501-279-2009 for free consultation. They've helped me. They've helped my wife. They've helped so many people we know. Please call them to see if they can help you. That number again, for your free consultation, 501-279-2009. If you're outside central Arkansas, just go to their website, turnmypoweron.com, click on the tab that says find a doctor near you, and I sure hope you can. Now, as you know, our friend Mike Lindell has a passion to help everyone get the best sleep of your life. And now, Mike Lindell introduces my pillow 2.0. Oh, it's a brand new temperature regulating technology, which keeps you comfortable throughout the night with a new fabric, which dissipates heat and humidity to create a cooling sensation to maintain a cooler surface temperature. The new fabric technology helps regulate your body temperature through the night by creating a lower surface temperature for a more restful night's sleep. Your core body temperature plays a big role in how well you sleep. MyPillow 2.0 is developed to provide a cool surface and engineered for comfort. Because it's a fiber, not a finish, it'll last the life of the fabric. It's available in four loft levels. It's machine washable and dryable. And you got a 10-year warranty and 60-day money-back guarantee. And, of course, MyPillow 2.0 is made in the USA. And right now, 
You go to MyPillow.com to order MyPillow 2.0. Use promo code DWS, and you get two for one. Now, of course, I got to tell you about the fact that Mike has created the best bed sheets ever. They look great. They feel great, which means an even better night's sleep for me, which is crucial for my busy schedule. My wife and I just love sleeping on our Giza Dreams bed sheets. Now, Mike is offering the best deal in the Giza Dreams sheets. You can get a set of Giza sheets for as low as $29.98. The first night you sleep on these sheets, you'll never want to sleep on anything else again. Mike is making a special offer for my listeners. You can get a set of Giza sheets for as low as $29.98 just by using promo code DWS. And right now, a set of pillowcases for just $9.98. In this economy, instead of buying a new bed, rejuvenate your bed with a MyPillow mattress topper for as low as $99.99. MyPillow also has blankets in a variety of sizes, colors, and styles, like plush, waffle, or gossamer, for as low as $29.98. Get huge discounts on duvets, quilts, down comforters, and so much more. Remember, use that promo code DWS and you get huge discounts on all MyPillow bedding, including MyPillow Giza Dream Sheets, for just twenty nine ninety eight, and the new My Pillow two point two for one. Don't forget now about those My Slippers moccasins. I'm wearing my pair right now, and they are fantastic. I had no idea slippers could feel this good. For that matter, I had no idea you'd go out in fifteen degree weather with a My Slippers moccasins on and no socks, and your feet not get cold. It's amazing. Right now, save up to ninety dollars on My Slippers, slip ons, and moccasins. Marked down to just $49.98 by using promo code DWS. Not only that, Mike's having the biggest closeout sale ever on his sandals and slides for as low as $19.98. What makes my slippers different is Mike's exclusive four-layer design that you're not going to find in any other slippers. My slippers' patented layers make them ultra-comfortable, extremely durable, and they help reduce stress on your feet. Wear them anytime, anywhere. Just use promo code DWS. Now, remember, that promo code does not stand for washed-up Democrat politician Debbie Wasserman Schultz. No, no. DWS stands for Doc Washburn Show. MyPillow.com and MyStore.com, where Mike is selling all kinds of stuff. Quantities are extremely limited at these amazing prices, so please order now. Just use promo code DWS. All right, it is an audio overload Friday with sound bites galore. Did you know that uh, former Trump assistant Anthony Scaramucci has some kind of a show? I don't know if he's on the radio or it's a podcast. We might not ever hear from him again. But i tell you one thing, Chris Cuomo formerly of CNN, made quite an admission when he went on this show that the Mooch does. Accepted. I had to accept because I was going to kill everybody, uh, including myself. Things can consume you. Italians are so passionate. And I really had to fight against that because, you know, just like you did, I got too many people counting on me. What kind of person says something like that? Chris Cuomo says he was going to kill everybody, including himself, 
when he got fired from CNN. Uh, but he decided because because Italians are so passionate. That's what he's blaming it on. Really. You think Antonin Scalia ever had to struggle with the idea of killing his family? He's Italian. Yeah, I kind of don't think so. I kind of don't think so. Let's see. What can we look up about Chris Cuomo? September 2021, Cuomo's former boss, Shelley Ross, accused him of sexual harassment in a New York Times op-ed. Stopping short of asking him to be fired from CNN, she said she would like to see him journalistically repent. Cuomo admitted to the incident, describing it as not sexual in nature. He said he apologized to her then, and he meant it. December 2021, Deborah Katz, attorney for another former colleague of Chris Cuomo's, informed CNN that her client had accused Cuomo of sexual misconduct. The woman claimed Cuomo invited her to his office for lunch, and after the woman rejected Cuomo's advances, Cuomo allegedly assaulted her. Katz has since claimed that the accusation precipitated Cuomo's termination from This is CNN. On December 6, 2021, Cuomo announced he would be leaving his program on SiriusXM. The same day, it was reported that Cuomo threatened to file a lawsuit against CNN to recover the $18 million of his remaining contract because network president Jeff Zucker understood the details of Cuomo's involvement with his brother's defense. Uh-huh. Zucker has denied this was the case and subsequently claimed in a virtual meeting with employees that he had reprimanded Chris Cuomo in May of 2021. And that, quote, Chris had gone further than he had told me and told other members of our senior executive team, unquote. Yeah, yeah Chris was definitely down to uh, try to protect his brother, the serial killer, uh, Andrew Cuomo. No question about that. No, no, he forced all those COVID patients into those uh, nursing homes. Yeah. So... On December 7th, 2021, HarperCollins announced they would not be going forward in publishing Cuomo's book, originally titled Deep Denial. In the fall of 2022, the book was to be an analysis of the COVID-19 pandemic and the presidency of Donald Trump. In March 16, 2022, Cuomo filed a demand for arbitration claiming $125 million in damages against Turner Services and CNN America, the filing claimed Cuomo's, quote, journalistic integrity, <laughs> I'm sorry, was unjustifiably smeared, unquote. That's funny. Making the chance to find similar work impossible, he was looking to recover his remaining salary and future wages forfeited for his reputation being damaged. Huh. Yeah, that's, uh, that's funny. So he winds up on News Nation interviewing Kanye West. So that's, I don't know, not going to lie, fam, that, that Chris Cuomo guy, I always thought that something 
just wasn't quite right about the guy, you know? Yeah, something messed up with this guy. Apparently, uh, apparently he had something else to say. I can handle things. I'm smart. I'm like everybody says. Like, dumb. I'm smart. And I want respect. Oh, no. That was the original Fredo. You know, from The Godfather. Played by John Cazale. Boy, what a great actor. He was a great actor. Sadly, he was only in five movies before he died of cancer, but he was a great actor. All right, I can name them. Godfather, Godfather 2, Dog Day Afternoon, The Deer Hunter, and the one you've probably never heard of, The Conversation. Which, by the way, is a great uh, movie trivia question, The Conversation. When you ask people what movie did Gene Hackman play a good guy and Robert Duvall and Harrison Ford play very bad guys, they usually don't get it. But that was a conversation, and it came out between Godfather and Godfather 2. Francis Ford Coppola directed that one also. Many years later, Gene Hackman and Will Smith were in a movie called Enemy of the State, in which Gene Hackman, like 25 years later, was playing the same character that he played in the conversation. They even had a picture of him from the movie, The Conversation. But if you like a thriller, oh, my goodness, that movie, The Conversation, John Cazale, Gene Hackman, Robert Duvall, Harrison Ford, Terry Garr, Cindy Williams, Alan Garfield. I'm sorry, I, I didn't mean to get off on that, that tangent, but... Uh, but there you have it. So what's up with uh, Mayor Pete? Pete Buttigieg is supposed to be the uh, Secretary of Transportation. And it took almost two weeks for him to even address this catastrophe, which started with the train derailment in East Palestine, Ohio, because... Mayor Pete was too busy talking about stuff like this. Or if an underpass was constructed such that a bus carrying mostly black and Puerto Rican kids uh, to a beach, or it would have been, uh, in New York was was designed uh, too low for it to pass by. But that obviously reflects racism that went into those design choices. Um, I don't think we have anything to lose by confronting that simple reality. And I think we have everything to gain by acknowledging it and then dealing with it, which is why the reconnecting communities, that billion dollars, is something we want to get to work with. So there is Pete Buttigieg channeling uh, Joseph Goebbels from Nazi Germany who said, if you tell a big enough lie enough times, you know, you might get away with it. Do you have any idea how old most bridges are in New York City? Probably older than modern buses that we know of. Well, no, no question. But the truth, you know, I've told you before, and i, I got to tell you again. To be an employee of the Biden administration, 
you know, to uh, to speak to the public on behalf of the Biden administration, you have to be prepared to tell whoppers, big lies, without flinching, without skipping a beat, and sleep like a baby, you know? Karine Jean-Pierre, all of them. All of them. you got to be ready, willing, and able to take one for the team and have no compunctions whatsoever to telling big lies. And that's, you know, that's an example right there with, with Mayor Pete. An actual Secretary of Transportation, an actual FEMA director, an actual EPA administrator, they should all be there. None of them are. None of them are. So from time to time, we have um, more Twitter files coming out. And Joe Rogan recently spoke to Matt Taibbi. Matt Taibbi, one of the journalists allowed to divulge Twitter files. And they're talking about uh, Elon Musk. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. There's an amazing amount of resistance against him. And, you know, there's just the publicity campaign against him has been fascinating to watch. People go from thinking that Elon Musk is the savior that's bringing us these amazing electric cars and engineering new reusable rockets to he's an alt-right piece of ish who wants Donald Trump back in the office. And it's like, it's very wild. the, the, The speed with which they can sort of shuffle somebody into the Hitler of the month club yes. uh, routine, right? <laughs> like, you know, we've, we've always done this with foreigners, you know, whether it's Noriega or Saddam Hussein or Milosevic or Assad or whatever it is. Like, we have a playbook for cranking out negative information about, uh, you know, foreigners who get in our way for whatever reason. But now we've, we've kind of uh, refined that technique for domestic people who are inconvenient. You know, I think yeah. they, they did it with Trump, obviously. Um, you know, they try to do it with Tucker Carlson, with you. Uh, you know, I mean, you, you got to taste of that for a few a few times yeah it's um, interesting right uh, and then you know with with, e- with elon yeah they, they, he went from being the guy who made electric cars sexy to like you know something to the right of victor orban in, in like <laughs> 10 seconds it's, it's amazing it is amazing and the narrative has spread through progressive people well they'll just say it now it's like they've reached the memo the memos got to them and then they just i hear people in la i hear people that i know like oh elon's just so crazy it's like it was something happened to him he went nuts and he's a right winger now like how? What are you saying? Like, what what examples do you have? Like, they don't have an example. They just have this narrative that reached them the signal. Like, Elon bad now. Oh, right. Elon bad now. Elon bad now. Elon bad now. Yeah. Yeah, it's just this uh, hive mentality. You know, it's, it's uh, sound bites. No pun intended. But, I mean... Slogans that are short enough you could put on uh, a bumper sticker. That's what's going on. And that's how a lot of people look at the world. 
Now, we got a got a climate crisis going on. Not 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 man made climate change. Just the crisis of our government trying to bankrupt us, chasing ghosts. And Senator John Kennedy out of Louisiana had a lot to say about it. And that's coming up straight ahead as our Audio Overload Friday continues with soundbites galore. But first, had you heard recently that AT&T has lost billions on the stock market? Gee, I wonder why. Could it have anything to do with uh, the satellite company they own, DirecTV, getting rid of One American News last year and Newsmax more recently this year? And people saying, I'm done with AT&T. Got to get rid of DirecTV, go back to cable, whatever. And got to get rid of AT&T cell phone service. Okay, all right. Guess who's ready for you? Patriot Mobile. Make the switch to Patriot Mobile, America's only Christian conservative wireless carrier. Now more than ever, it's important to band together and support companies that share our conservative values. Patriot Mobile donates a portion of every dollar earned to organizations that fight for causes you care about. Patriot Mobile has exceptional nationwide coverage and uses the same towers the main carriers use. Patriot Mobile has plans to fit any budget along with great discounts for our veteran and first responder heroes, as well as multi-line users. When you switch to Patriot Mobile, you're shifting your support from the leftist progressive agendas of Big Mobile to the Christian conservative causes of Patriot Mobile. When you become a Patriot Mobile member, your dollars are helping to fund our God-given right to freedom. A portion of every dollar they earn is given back to the causes that support organizations that fight for First Amendment religious freedom, freedom of speech, Second Amendment right to bear arms, sanctity of life, and the needs of our veterans and first responders. Switching is easy. Just do what I did. Go to PatriotMobile.com or call the U.S.-based customer service team at 972-PATRIOT. And make sure you use promo code DOC, that's D-O-C, for free activation. Now, the great Ronald Reagan once said, Inflation is as violent as a mugger, as frightening as an armed robber, and as deadly as a hitman. I don't know if you noticed, but we've... uh, we got some inflation going on. Have you thought about the benefits of investing in precious metals? I got five profound benefits of investing in precious metals for you. Number one, it's a hedge against inflation. Number two, it's a great way to diversify your portfolio. Number three, asset liquidity. Number four, precious metals tend to be a store of value. That means precious metals are an asset, commodity, or currency that maintain their value without depreciating over the long haul. And last but not least, precious metals can be a hedge against geopolitical uncertainty and the struggling U.S. dollar. So we're honored to join forces with Beverly Hills Precious Metals and their owner, Andrew Sorcini. Andrew's been involved in gold and silver for over 40 years. 
Andrew Sorcini and his team at Beverly Hills Precious Metals know the gold and silver business inside and out. After many years in the markets and collecting precious metals privately, Andrew opened Beverly Hills Precious Metals in 2010 to bring precious metals to the homes of everyday American citizens. We found out about Andrew Sorcini and Beverly Hills Precious Metals from General Michael Flynn, and we are so glad we did. By the way, make sure when you contact them, you ask about the new General Mike Flynn silver coin. But Andrew is a frequent guest on conservative podcasts. Beverly Hills Precious Metals is our gold buyer of choice. To learn more about Andrew Sorcini and his team, go to bh-pm.com. The BH stands for Beverly Hills. The PM stands for Precious Metals, bh-pm.com. If you're like me, you can't even remember something that simple. It's easy. Just Google Beverly Hills Precious Metals, and it's the first thing that comes up. And it doesn't matter if you use Google or DuckDuckGo or Bing, whatever you use. Beverly Hills Precious Metals, that's the first thing that comes up. And let them know Doc Washburn sent you. We're honored to be able to tell you about Beverly Hills Precious Metals in an effort to help you in your attempts to protect your family's finances, wealth, and investments. bh-pm.com or just Google Beverly Hills Precious Metals. Tell them Doc Washburn sent you. Now, I've been talking about how the world is going crazy with supply chain issues, record-setting inflation, and sky-high gas prices, and woke corporations the stand against everything we believe in. We all know how the big box stores were allowed to stay open all during the pandemic, while so many little guys, small business owners, regular people were forced to close. The wealthiest people on earth became better off while mom and pop businesses suffered. The question is, what are we willing to do about it? What can we do about it? How can our voices be heard? Well, We can make a difference by voting with our dollars. Why continue shopping at big box stores if you can get the items you need from a family-owned company? Now, finally, we can shop factory direct at a family-owned, made-in-America manufacturer. SwitchToAmerica.com is helping Americans walk away from the big box conglomerates. That's why Switch to America was created with regular folks like you and me in mind. One of the best ways to get around this crazy inflation is to shop with family-owned companies that put their customers first rather than shareholders and corporate executives. A lot of Patriot influencers have come on board. I'm inviting you to join with fellow Patriots to cut off the cash flow of the big, woke corporations that are trying to destroy our country. We are done with the woke, globalist operation against humanity. Each of us can take market share away from these businesses that have enjoyed unfair advantages. We can choose to help each other by shopping family-owned, made in America. The website is switchtoamerica.com. Join with over 2 million monthly shoppers that have already made the switch. Let's start voting with our dollars to make sure our purchases are supporting companies that promote freedom. And now an even more exciting addition is fresh American-raised beef. Raised in the mountains of Montana near Yellowstone, this beef is known as never ever. Never has the animal ever been exposed to antibiotics, hormones, or vaccines. This prime or high-choice beef is shipped directly to your door. 
Pricing and availability is exclusive only to our members and isn't shipped anywhere else in the world. SwitchToAmerica.com is dedicated to offering family-owned alternatives for items we buy on a regular basis. Just go to SwitchToAmerica.com when it asks how you heard about us. Click on my name, Doc Washburn, plug in your info, and I'll have one of my guys contact you. That's SwitchToAmerica.com. All right. We have so many more sound bites. It's an audio overload Friday. So let's get right to it. Senator John Kennedy of Louisiana had a couple of these uh, knuckleheads, a couple of these tree huggers. He was asking them some point blank questions, and they didn't have good answers. One of them is Robert Litterman. Mr. Litterman is chairman of the Risk Committee and a founding partner of Kipos Capital in New York. He was with Goldman Sachs for 23 years. And um, he's a big uh, climate guy. Serves as director of the Woodwell Climate Research Center, the World Wildlife Fund, Resources for the Future, and Climate Central. So this is a religion to him. Okay, he's a fanatic. He also serves on the Economic Advisory Council of the Environmental Defense Fund. And he serves on the boards of the Julie Wrigley Global Institute of Sustainability at Arizona State University, the Woods Institute for the Environment at Stanford, the Heller Hurwitz Economics Institute, the University of Minnesota, the Common Fund, and the Climate Leadership Council, funded by Ted Halstead. And he is a staunch advocate for a carbon tax. Why? Because he doesn't care if the economy goes down the tubes. He created the Easy Climate Carbon Pricing Model Joint with Columbia University's Kent Daniel and Gernot Wagner. He leads the Climate-Related Market Risk Subcommittee of the Commodity Futures Trading Commission. I don't see how in the world he can do all these things. But apparently he doesn't want to do anything else. So he was one of the guys that was there for this hearing where John Kennedy was asking questions. The other one, uh, Douglas Holtz Eakin, an American economist. He used to be an economics professor at Syracuse University, director of the Congressional Budget Office, and chief economic policy advisor to Senator John McCain's 2008 presidential campaign. He's now president of the American Action Forum Policy Institute, which Wikipedia says is a conservative think tank, which, of course, is impossible because he's a big tree hugger. He's an environmental nut. Yeah, how can they say that he's a conservative? That That's something that's, that's just... I'm scratching my head over here. This is a, a weird one, and I'm about to prove it. All right, here's Senator Kennedy asking questions from these two guys. 
Dr. Letterman, how much will it cost to make the United States of America carbon neutral by 2050? I don't know, sir. So you're advocating we do these things, but you don't know the ultimate cost? Yes, absolutely. I, I, I certainly don't know the ultimate cost, and it's very uncertain. It depends on it depends on innovations. It depends on. I understand. I'm just trying to lay a foundation here to understand your expert testimony, Doctor Holtzikin. Do you know how much it will cost to make the United States of America carbon neutral by 2050? Depends how you do it. If we do it all in the federal budget it, with directed things, it'll be Public super and private expensive. dollars. Sorry? Public and private dollars. It's all, it's ultimately private dollars anyway. Yeah, I agree. So right. how much? You're going to look at $50 trillion. $50 trillion. Yeah. Okay, thank you. If we make the United States of America carbon neutral by 2050, by spending $50 trillion, which you're advocating, I gather. No. Okay. Then strike that last part. I'm wrong. You're not advocating. You're advocating something. Um, if you're going to do something, do if, something smart. That's what I advocated. Okay. If we spend $50 trillion to make the United States of America carbon neutral by 2050, how much will that lower world temperatures? I can't miss that because we don't know what China and India and the rest of the globe has done. Okay. Have you had heard anybody from the Biden administration say how much it will lower world temperatures? No. Does anybody know how much it will lower world temperatures? No? No one can know for sure. Okay. Dr. Litterman. Yes. If we spend $50 trillion or however much it takes to make the United States carbon neutral by 2050, how much will it lower world temperatures? Senator, that depends on the rest of the world. We have to work with the rest of the world. We're in this together. Well, it's what, one world. What if, we can't what build if, a wall around if, the United what States if, and say... What if, what if we spend $50 trillion, Europe cooperates, most Western democracies cooperate, but India and China don't. How much will our $50 trillion lower world temperature? We're in this together, Senator. We how have to get will, the world to you, work together. How much? I, understand, I get that. Okay. How much will it lower world temperatures? If China and India do not help. Yes. I don't know. And they don't care either. Because they trust that the economy going down the tubes is not going to hurt them. Now, I did a quick internet search. How much money is in the world? There's only $40 trillion in the world, but these people want to spend 50 As if carbon is a bad thing. Well, I'm here to tell you, the plants need carbon. Carbon is not a pollutant. If you get rid of the carbon, then the plants won't have anything to breathe. But again, it's a religious faith for these people. Never forget that. 
They are not going to let facts get in their way. Senator Kennedy mocking one of the tree huggers here. Dr. Letterman, do you, do you believe, based on your observation, you seem to be a very intelligent, well-informed man, based on your observation of Dr. Chi, of uh, uh, Mr. Xi Jinping, that Mr. Xi Jinping will ever do anything that is uh, inconsistent with China's best interests in the name of global climate change? I understand that China has a federal carbon tax. Okay. Yeah, but, but faced with a policy... Okay, where China does something that's not in its best interest, but it does it because it's in the global best interest. Do you think President Xi would do that? I think that President Xi understands that we have to work together to address this global problem. Yes, I do. And it will be in the best interest of China to work with the United States to address this problem. So you think the answer is yes? I think the answer is that it's in China's best interest to work with the rest of the world to address this problem, as it is in the United States' you, best interest believe, to work with the rest of the world to believe, address this problem, you to believe, create harmonized incentives to reduce Do you believe emissions. in the tooth fairy? No, sir. you believe in the Easter bunny? <laughs> no, sir. you believe that Jimmy Hoffa died of natural causes? No, sir. Okay. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Ah! Ha, ha! Ha, ha! I like this guy. <laughs> That's pretty good, man. Not going to lie, fam. That, that, that right there, that is pretty doggone good. Oh, my goodness. So, we've also got Senator Kennedy talking to John Roberts over at Fox News Channel about what he thinks Biden needs to do. In the meantime, a classified briefing yesterday on those three unidentified objects that were shot down left senators from both sides of the aisle with more questions than answers. And that includes our next guest, Republican Senator John Kennedy of the great state of Louisiana. You were also briefed on the Chinese balloon as well. Did you get the answers that you were looking for? Some. Here's what I learned based on two briefings. There are unidentified objects and identified objects in terms of the unidentified objects. In the past 20 years, there have been over over um, um, 100 of them, maybe even more. We're not; they're not sure. The intelligence agency thinks they might have missed some of them, and in fact, it's more than 100. I'm just recalling, John, it's almost 500. Uh, the, the intelligence community doesn't know who sent them, doesn't know who, uh, what they are. The only difference between now and then over the past 25 years or 20 years of these unidentified objects, we've started shooting them down. Now, the identified objects, um, Chinese spy balloons, China's been doing this for a while, at least for five years. Sometimes we have known when they were sending these balloons. Sometimes we haven't. In the most recent recent instance, um, the intelligence knew that the balloon was there. Um, I don't know this for a fact, but I get the impression that had a civilian not sighted the balloon and reported it to the media, 
that the Biden administration would have would not have said anything. And we were talking in the break. You thought that they might not have even told the president about it. That's entirely possible. I think the uh, the administration was caught flat footed here. They had to respond to immediate media report. Um, Why does this matter? First, I don't think there's any immediate threat to the American people, but we do need, need to send a very firm signal to China that they can't do this kind of stuff and that we're going to catch them every single time. And, and in the past, it's it's not that we didn't have the technology. It's that the, that the technology was not calibrated correctly. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen, do you? I mean, it's all well and good to sit here and say what the Biden administration should do. But they never do what they should do. Is more Senator Kennedy with uh, John Roberts, Fox News. Our Jillian Turner reported a couple of weeks ago uh, when she was joining me on set here uh, that we knew a long time in advance that this thing was being filled. Uh, it was going to be launched from Hainan Island, and then we watched it track all the way across the Pacific Ocean. Now, the Washington Post just matched that reporting today. Mm-hmm. But if, as you say, the intelligence community had not said anything about this, let it float over the United States, would they have been able to prevent China from scooping up signals, intelligence, and taking all the pictures they wanted of sensitive sites? Good question. Uh, the intelligence community and the Biden administration have said that once the balloon entered uh, the American territory, it jammed the balloon's ability to relay information back to China. I know that we were flying U-2s up near it. Is and that how they, they jammed say they, they jammed jam their from communications? The so presumably... Um, they weren't immediately as worried about it as perhaps some think they should have been. So, so do you believe that our intelligence agencies were jamming transmissions from that balloon as it traversed the United States? The I believe they way? say they were. I don't know how, um, and I don't know how they judge success in, in, in that allegation. I do know this, though. As, as, as they say, the cow is now out of the barn. Mm-hmm. I think the president... Uh, this administration has a tendency to ignore problems and ignore issues. Um, I give you the border. Yeah. It tends to say, look, you know, while I really admire the problem, I don't want to talk about a solution. I think at this juncture, the, the, the president needs to talk straight up to the American people. Well, but as Tucker Carlson said recently, he may not be capable of doing that. And he's not. I mean, we all know that, right? He's not capable of doing that. We got Senator uh, Ron Johnson talking to Elizabeth Elizabeth McDonald over at Fox Business Network saying we need to uh, get the truth out about COVID. Elizabeth, I've been raising this alarm since at least as early as March or April of 2021, and I've been roundly censored and vilified for just trying to expose the truth, uh, just trying to provide the American public with a a second opinion uh, based on what the Anthony Fauci's and Francis Collins's and Walensky's of the world are telling us. They're not telling us the truth. They're not being transparent. And now Fauci, now he's retired. Now now they're trying to uh, get absolution for this. They're looking for amnesty for their miserably failed response to COVID. We got got to turn Uh, to the truth. Yeah. Yeah, there are many... uh 
many entities trying to keep the truth from getting out. One of them would be uh, CBS News. Yeah, they're uh, their go-to medical expert uh, just is not interested in getting the truth out. And I looked around online, and she, uh, I would be shocked if she's not getting money from Pfizer, AstraZeneca, or, or maybe both. Because she is just totally, totally in the tank for the vaccines. Uh, heart attack deaths have become more common across all age groups since the start of the coronavirus pandemic. But a recent study found that young people are actually most at risk in this case. According to Cedars-Sinai Hospital, the number of heart attack deaths among 25 to 44-year-olds in the U.S. over the first two years of the pandemic was 30% higher than predicted. Dr. Celine Gounder is here on set with us uh, to talk more about it. She's editor-at-large for public health at Kaiser Health News, and she is also an infectious disease specialist and epidemiologist and a CBS News medical uh, contributor. Dr. Gounder, thank you for being here. Uh, what's- I'm going to save you this because it goes for three minutes and 21 seconds, and they just can't quite put their finger on why heart attack deaths are going through the roof for young people as they continue to push the clot shots, the vaccines. Nope, that couldn't be it. Nope. No, no. No, there's no way that could be it. No, we know that. Senator Ted Cruz slamming uh, Mayor Pete. I have to say I'm disappointed by the absence of a Senate-confirmed witness like Secretary Buttigieg. Uh, who ultimately oversees the agency responsible for the NOTAM failure. And I would note that Secretary Buttigieg, in my view, instead of engaging in politics, should be focused on the job he has now and addressing the very serious transportation crises we are seeing playing out across the country. Yeah, wouldn't it be nice? To quote the great philosopher Brian Wilson of the Beach Boys, wouldn't it be nice? Uh, Senator Ted Cruz, junior senator from Texas, slams Biden on the border. 100,000 people died last year of drug overdoses. My sister died of a drug overdose just over a decade ago. This is a crisis, but it is a man-made crisis. This administration made a conscious political decision to open the borders. And one of the results is they have turned Mexican drug cartels into multi-billionaires. In 2018, the amount of money cartels made from human trafficking, according to the New York Times, was $500 million. Now, just from human trafficking, the cartels are making $13 billion a year. Again, according to the New York Times, that's a 2,600% increase. Mm -hmm. Administrator Milgram, the single best thing that happened to Mexican drug cartels in history was Joe Biden becoming president, opening the border, and making tens of billions of dollars for these vicious criminals. That's true, you know. They don't like to hear the truth, but it is true. There's no question about that. So here's Ted Cruz roasting one of uh, Joe Biden's 
judicial nominees. And this, this is rough right here. So Mr. and Mrs. Prout are here today. Thank you for coming. You and your daughter have been victimized now three times. First, on that horrific night. Secondly, when Mr. Delaney, representing the school, went into court and tried to strip your daughter's anonymity, tried to out her against her wishes. And third, when the Biden administration chose to reward him by nominating him to the Court of Appeals. I would encourage everyone to read the letter that Chessie Proud has filed. And Mr. Delaney, there is a reason why virtually every Democrat has skipped this hearing. They're embarrassed about this nomination. I want to read one paragraph from this letter and ask you a final question. From Chessie Proud, if Michael Delaney is confirmed, if an attorney who has brazenly intimidated a minor victim of sexual assault is given the distinct privilege to serve as a judge for the United States Court of Appeals, you are telling victims and survivors that you not only approve of victim intimidation tactics, you reward their enactors with one of the highest legal appointments in the state of Massachusetts. She goes on to say she made this point to the Biden Justice Department. Mr. Delaney, if this committee votes to confirm you, what message does that tell every other victim of sexual assault, child victim of sexual assault, if seeking to out them publicly gets rewarded with a judicial nomination? Thank you for the question, Senator. I have spent nearly 30 years in my legal career, half of that in public service. I have tried um, through my work as attorney general and as a frontline prosecutor to represent the interests of victims in all that I did. I would ask this committee to consider the totality of my record over nearly 30 years as it reviews my qualifications. But wait, that's not all. The guy used to be the Attorney General of the State of New Hampshire and television station in New Hampshire, TV9, also did a report, also did a report on this guy. And I think they did a fair and balanced report. And here it is. In other words, Delaney tried to turn a teenage victim's privacy into a hostage to help a prep school avoid. Now, let me start over. Because that, that is a voice you usually don't hear pushing back against anything Joe Biden wants to do. Do you recognize that voice? That is Mitch McConnell. And Mitch McConnell, on the floor of the United States Senate, is speaking out strongly against Joe Biden's uh, judicial nominee, this Delaney guy who used to be Attorney General of New Hampshire. All right, let me start over again. 
In other words, Delaney tried to turn a teenage victim's privacy into a hostage to help a prep school avoid accountability. Fiery remarks on the Senate floor from Minority Leader Mitch McConnell about President Biden's federal appeals court judge nominee, former New Hampshire Attorney General Michael Delaney. So I would urge the president to reconsider this nomination and urge my colleagues to reject it. Jesse Prout went public in 2016 about being sexually assaulted by Owen Labrie as part of a tradition at St. Paul's school called the Senior Salute. Labrie was convicted and Delaney represented the school. McConnell doubling down on issues other senators have over the way Delaney handled Prout's privacy. But Mr. Delaney fought the girl's desire for privacy and anonymity. He used it as a weapon against her. He said he'd only let the girl remain anonymous if she were subjected to a gag order about the incident. Delaney, though, disagreeing yesterday with the way senators framed his actions during their line of questioning. He asked the committee to consider his record of nearly 30 years. Senator, I respectfully disagree with that characterization of the role I played as an advocate in the case. The school um, agreed to allow the case to proceed with anonymity. Um, I have. No, you didn't. You filed a motion that specifically to strip her anonymity. I have it right here. Josh Hawley checking in from Missouri. That's whose voice you heard. Now, we followed up with Delaney tonight for comment, but have not heard back. Live in the studio, Marissa Tansino, WMUR News 9. Now, imagine that. That Joe Biden would nominate a guy for federal court who had no respect for the uh, victim of sexual assault. Huh. Birds of a feather, I guess, right? That's what it sounds like. Senator Kennedy talking to uh, Brian Kilmeade, Fox and Friends, about China. So uh, we'll see. Here's what the Chinese uh, foreign ministry spokesperson said. Uh, I'll translate for you. Uh, since last year, U.S. high-altitude balloons have flown over Chinese airspace 10 times without authorization from China. The U.S. needs to reflect on its own behavior and change course rather than attacking others and stoking uh, and stoking confrontation. Is that what we're doing? Stoking confrontation? Well, the problem is that President Xi... Um, he, he just lies repeatedly. You can't trust him. Uh, as I've said before, I wouldn't pr- trust President Xi. I wouldn't turn my back on him if he were two days dead. Now, the, the people of China are wonderful people, but they've been totally brainwashed. And you, you can't believe China is, is going to do whatever is in their best interests, um, led by the Communist Party, including lying. And I just don't believe anything he says, regrettably. Well, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Some of those uh, environmentalist wackos, the tree huggers that he was uh, interrogating, they they did. Oh, yeah, they did. Now, by the way, have you heard Nikki Haley, uh, former South Carolina governor, former ambassador to the U.N., said she's running for the Republican nomination for uh, president? Now, here she's interviewed by a guy named David Brody over at CBN about Ukraine, and Nikki is, she can't read the room. She has no idea what Republican voters believe about Ukraine, and she doesn't care. We have the backs of our friends, and we hold our enemies to account. 
and you know whether it's Ukraine or Israel, we take care of them because it's about freedom, and we can never stop fighting for freedom. There is that popular strain and a lot of MAGA that wants the Ukraine gravy train, financially and otherwise, to stop. Now wait a minute. There's no freedom in Ukraine. He outlawed all the opposition political parties. The government took over all opposition media. He outlawed the Ukrainian Orthodox Church. What do you mean freedom? And even there's a growing Republican consent, not consensus, but growing Republican support to say, wait a minute, checks and balances here. What are we doing giving all this money to Ukraine? But where do you come down on the money, on the, on the military, uh, whether it be fighter jets, X, Y, and Z? Biden was slow to the take. Yeah. He should have given Ukraine what they needed right when this started, and we'd be in a totally different place right now. This isn't a war about Ukraine. This is a war about freedom. And I don't think we need to put troops on the ground. I don't think we need to write them blank checks. But they have the passion to fight for their own freedom. Give them the ammunition to do it. Get with our NATO allies and say, hey, we're not the only ones. You've got to do it, too. And let them win this fight. But I'll tell you what. If they win this fight, you won't hear anything from Russia, China, or Iran. If they lose this fight... Russia's not going to stop at Ukraine. They're going to go into Poland and the Baltics, and we've got a world war on our hands. We have to make sure we send a message to every enemy that if you mess with our friends, you're messing with us, and you don't want to do that. And and that, therefore, is America first, in essence. It is taking care of America because we're preventing wars. Give me a break. You're, You're getting ready to go to war with a nuclear power, and you think you're preventing wars. That just, I'm sorry, that just kind of takes the breath out of me. How can they be that blind? And yet, and yet they are. Well, as good a time as any then to say, hit it, Brian. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. It's the Doc Washburn Show Tweet of the Day. Brought to you by Red River Auto. Big old car dealership in the middle of the USA that believes in freedom, including your freedom to buy the car, truck, van, or SUV of your choice online the way you want to. Have it delivered to your front door anywhere in the continental USA. Well, I came by... I came across a tweet, one of my favorite speakers, a guy named Vody Bauckham Jr. And it's amazing the analogy he uses here. Before I start this sermon, listen to me carefully. I love white beers. I have friends who beat their wives. Okay, so don't hear me today bashing wife beaters just because I'm preaching from the tip. Now, you hear that and you go, huh? That's how every sermon on homosexual, well, not everyone, because I got some on the internet too, but that's how a large percentage of sermons on homosexuality start. With a 15-minute apology and disclaimer for everything that's about to come after. And then you close by reiterating the disclaimer at the beginning. Why? Because the 11th commandment, thou shalt be nice. Which, when you exegete the culture, means thou shalt not be manly. There it is. His name is Vody Bauckham Jr. First name is spelled with a V as in Victor. 
O D D, like double dog, I E. Last name spelled B A U C H A M, B as in boy, Bauckham. And uh, he's throwing down. All right, now, having said all that, it is certainly time to tell you you've been listening to episode 345 of the all new Doc Washburn Show. The views and opinions expressed on the Doc Washburn Show do not necessarily reflect those of our advertisers, but they love us and we love them. Today's program has been produced by Tim Terrible, directed by Mick Messy. This has been a terribly messy production. Portions of today's show will be taken overseas and dropped. If you like a transcript of today's episode of the all-new Doc Washburn Show, simply peel the roof off a Rolls-Royce panel truck and send it to Mansour's Computer Solutions, 7th floor of the Ephemeral B. Smoot Building, Whitehall, Arkansas, in care of Sheriff Mansour Sempier X, Senior Vice President, Engineering, IT, and Interoperability for the Doc Washburn Show. Brown, that's the way it is. Friday, February 17th, 2023.